Let us pray. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we have prayed. We have praised. We have read. But now it is time to hear what thus saith the Lord. Father, we have many generations that are here. Words of a feeble man will not suffice. Father, I pray that you would use me so that the words that I speak will penetrate the hearts from the youngest to the oldest. Father, to the streaming audience, to the radio audience, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Father, though I have prepared, but I need your help. Though I have studied, but I need your strength. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, mold me and shape me so that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart will be acceptable unto your sight. Oh, Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And just say amen. amen. Come on, if you believe, say amen one more time. Amen. Come on, put those blessings together and praise God. We are continuing our series on the book of Philippians, and we are coming to the conclusion. We have today's sermon. And we have next week's sermon, and next week is going to be a special sermon. We have a special guest preacher, so I pray that you all make the time to come next week. If you get tired of listening to me and, and, and Dave, next week is the time you want to be here. There will be a fresh voice, fresh anointing in the house. Amen. Um, so we're coming to um, the conclusion of the book of Philippians, and last week... We started a series, a two-part series, if you will, of Don't Worry. And today, we, we said last week that um, praying, right praying, um, basically is the antidote to worry. And today, we're going to see what thinking, how you think and how you live, how that um, will be combative to worry. So if you have your Bible, would you please join me? And Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, today we only have two verses, but I believe they are two very impactful verses, two verses, verses 8 um, and 9. Um, here, as you women seated, well, as you please stand for the reverence of the word of God, if my son stands, you all, everybody's standing, amen. Um, let us stand to read Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Um, Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9 from the New International Version. Hear now the word of God. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think 
about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. You may be seated. As we think about the second part, I want to focus on think and live. Somebody say this with me. Think and live. Thank you, baby girl. Um, it is said that one of the greatest addiction of our society is the addiction of anxiety. And as we are somewhat on the backside of this pandemic, um, they said that we've yet to see the true impact of the pandemic because we have yet to deal with the mental health aspect of the pandemic. In other words, there are people who are sitting right here, right now, listening to me from the youngest to the oldest, people that are streaming online, that are having anxiety problem. And if you think about it, some, of, if not all of us, most of us have been anxious. But see, and what we saw last week in verse uh, um, um, 2 through 7, and especially in verse 4, Paul said, don't be anxious about anything. In other words, don't you dare worry. And the reason why it says don't you worry is because it says this, whatever it is, take it to the Lord in prayer. And if you take it to God in prayer, that, that, that's not, not only it said last week we talked about this, how you think, how you see other people, how you think about other people, and, and, and the joy that you, you choose to live with. But, but it says, if that don't work, Take all your angst, take all your anxiety to God in prayer. And it says this, it says this, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. And here, right then and there, Paul put it to you this way, says, listen, if you can rejoice, if you can treat others well, when you pray, the peace of God is going to guard your heart and mind. And see, see, it didn't stop there because Paul know you just like I know. That's not enough for you. That's not enough scripture for you. And Paul said this now. He says in verse 8, it says, finally, finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. Watch this. In verse 7 in your Bible, if your Bible is still open on your app, in verse 7, it concluded with what? The peace of God, right? The peace of God. Two verses later, the same peace is right then and there again. And so then, in between the two, the two bookends, you see what you got to do. And, and see, the focus of this text is how to experience the peace of God rather than the issues of the world, the anxiety of the world. If you want to experience the peace of God, if you want to truly get the peace of God, no matter your age, the word of God is your guide. 
The word of God is what you need to be. Um, Mark Twain, for, for the philosophers in here, Mark Twain said this. It says, what are we little part of a person's life or his acts and his words? It says, his real life is led in his head and is known to none but himself. All day long, the mill of his brain is grinding and his thoughts, not those other things, or his history. Now, 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 Mark Twain wasn't a Christian, and let, let, let me put what it says into Christian context. <laughs> um, it, it says this. No, it says this. He's right. It says this. What your real life is what goes in your head. But it says this. None to none other but himself. Well, well, stop right there. God knows what's in your head. God knows what's in your head. As a matter of fact, can I preach to you right there real quick? The Bible says even your groans, the Holy Spirit takes them and bring it to God in prayer. So Mark Twain, you can be a great philosopher, all that stuff, but you are wrong, my brother. Because God knows everything. As young people said, everything. God knows everything. And see, see, I love how Jonathan Edwards put this. It says this, the ideas and images in men's mind are the invisible powers that constantly govern them. Jonathan Edwards was a preacher. He got it right. The ideas and images in men's mind are the invisible powers that constantly govern them. This is, this is, this is crucial. That, that we bring our thought, our mind, captive to the Word of God. Um, I don't care how good of a thinker you are. If you ain't thinking on God's thing, you ain't thinking right. Okay. Um, there's a saying that I've learned that says garbage in, garbage out. And last time I checked... It don't matter what the philosophy is. When you weigh it against the word of God. When you weigh it against the word of God. If it's against the word of God, then it's garbage. And if that's what you fill yourself with, then you know what you're going to be producing? Garbage. Um, yesterday I was in my office um, and I, I, was, I was reading, um, I believe it was Descartes, who, who said that, uh, um, uh, um, that I think, therefore, I am. And, and what is said there, you would think that sounds like Christian is. But, but, but the, the, the best behind what he's thinking, he says this, if I think it, therefore, it must be. And the purpose of what he was saying was to basically say there's nothing absolute Anything, if you think of it, in other words, this wall that I'm looking at that's off white, if I think it's blue, it doesn't matter what the reality is because I think it's blue, therefore it must be blue because I now make my own reality. That's not what Paul is saying here, and we're going to see in a moment what Paul is asking us to think, to think. And, and I said this, I love how Dr. Wisby put it, right praying, right thinking, right living. And some of us, we ain't praying right. 
Now, we learned last week, if you don't have this shameless plug, we have a um, podcast here for the preachers. All the preachers here, all of our sermons are on, on, on all the major platforms. But, but watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Paul said, Paul exhort the Christian, and he says, there's three things I want you to see. And the first one's going to be the longest one. The two is going to be the last one. Because the first one, I got um, eight words that I'm going to quickly go over. Paul said this. Your mind matters. In other words, what you think about matters. Watch what the verse, verse 8 says. Watch this, verse 8. Uh, um, it's going to be projected on your screen. Watch what it says. Watch, watch this. It says, the last part of it, think about such things. You, you guys see it, the last phrase? Think about such things. Things to think is to ponder, to weigh in one's mind. And, and, and you say this the Christian are to weigh his mind or something. The Christian got to think. And, and I'm glad you said, What must the Christian think about? What must a child of God think about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, Paul says, Whatever is true, whatever is true true and the word here means true as to facts it denotes the actuality of a thing uh, um, the true is that uh, which corresponds to reality God himself is the only final test for truth since God is unchanging the moral standards revealed in his word which stem from his holy nature, are also unchanging. In other words, God's truth is applied to culture, not culture to God's truth. I just said something deep, but you all miss it. God's truth applies to culture, not culture to God's truth. That's what they call in theology, Christ above the culture. Christ is not below the culture. Christ is above the culture. It is our job to bring Christ into the culture. But what we've done, we let culture be into our Christ. In other words, we take our cue from society. We're trying to be politically correct. You know what? If something is wrong, because now nothing, it's your truth or my truth. Let me tell you something, boo, bae, whatever it is. <laughs> it ain't your truth. Because God says, I am truth. As a matter of fact, Jesus says this, I am the truth, not a truth. I am the truth, the way, and the life. It ain't Buddha. It ain't Confucius. It ain't Mohammed. It ain't uh, um, Krishna. It ain't none of them. It's Jesus alone. And Jesus is the only one that says, I am the indefinite article truth so whatever is true so if you if you want to know what's true the word of god you want to think about what's true think about jesus think about the word of god Satan have a way to make us think did god really say this in other words is jesus the only way to salvation you you you, you know uh, um 
Um, I heard one, one of America's favorite pastor on Larry King, back when Larry King was on CNN. And, and he, he, said, he said this. I, I'm trying not to be, you know, be offensive to what people. I'm trying to be politically correct myself. Um, he, said, he said, well, how about all those nice people in India, you know, uh, um, and all this stuff, you know, there must be a way for them to get to God. You know, you know how they said, to let your men are warm, all road leads to Rome. But mm, 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 you may have a 40,000 member church, you say this, you're still wrong. Because Jesus said, the only way to God is through him. It's either Jesus is lying or whomever said otherwise is lying. So whatever is true, you got to think upon this. It's not just, you, it's not your truth. It's the truth. It didn't stop there. Um, it says, whatever is noble. Um, noble is the word honorable, and, and which means um, that, 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 that inspire reverence and awe. Like, have you, been, have you ever been in awe of God? You, 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 you know, I, I, love, I love New Age philosophers. Uh, um, they have a way of telling you, well, you know, the Bible ain't really what it is, or, 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 or you know, th this is this is limited only to Christian and it's close-minded. But, but, wait, wait, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can, can I talk to y'all for a second? Uh, uh, um, the Bible says God created the earth, and 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 and, and when you wake up in the morning and and you see that the sun rises. In the evening, you see the sun sets, and, 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 and well, we, we, we live where there's a lot of lights. You don't see the moon too often, but you see the moon, and you see how the trees grow, and, and, and how, how, how nature itself, and you now trying to tell me that that doesn't put you in awe and said it's whatever, some nonsense, some garbage, somebody says, somebody says you come from monkey, and, and that's what's honorable. Um... It's so funny. People said you, we evolved from monkey, but how come monkey are not evolving into human beings nowadays? How come it stopped? I mean, it stopped all of a sudden. Now it stopped. And, and, and some, some people who come with some nonsense be like, oh, give honor to this guy. Oh, it's so, it's so deep. Garbage. Be because when you think about this, and even you, you go to bed. Some of you, you go to bed. You, last night you were snowing. You was cold. You got under the cozy. You, you were snowing like there's no tomorrow. And, 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 the, and, the, and then so this morning, you just happened to wake up all, all your own. All by yourself. You woke yourself up this morning, and you, you are so glad about it. And you, saw, eh, and you look in the mirror, you saw in awe of yourself. Look what I did. I woke myself up last night from my deep sleep. Fool. Because God is what deserves that reverence, that awe. Because he's honorable. It didn't say there. It says, think on what is right. And, and can I tell you something? Um... When you think about true, the, the, the true is what everything stems from. And everything is vis-a-vis -vis God. 
not apart from him, but stems from God. So not only what is, uh, um, what is true, what is honorable, but also what is right. And the word here is the same word as righteous. Only God is righteous. You know how your kids lie to you? Mm-hmm. I got a witness. Amen. Did you teach them to lie? No. They, but they, they, they just lie. Right? And, 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 well, and some of them, they lie so well. And they, 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 that, well, that's not what you said. And they're trying to justify. And by the way, by the way, by the way, for the kids, it isn't just you. Your parents used to do the same thing too. I'm getting people in trouble this afternoon, uh, today. But see, only God is righteous. And the word here is, is, is God himself who is righteous. And Jesus is righteous. Thus, we ought to be a righteous people to what Jesus has done for us. To think about what is right means to think on the holy nature of God, especially as revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, and to model our behavior after him. You, you, you know, what is right is not what culture said what is right. It's what the word of God that says right. Culture says this, that, and the third, but I'm standing on the word of God. Culture says if you feel like it, do it. The word of God says, do what Jesus says. He says this in, in Peter, be holy because I am holy. See, the, 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 the culture says, do you. But the Bible says, I'm no longer the one who lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. See, the culture said, like Descartes says, I think, therefore I am. But the Bible says, it's no longer I that live, but the Christ that lives within me. See, our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ. And I can tell you this, I don't care what religion you are leaning towards or what religion garbage you people are listening to, and no other deity can make you righteous with God other than Jesus Christ. Um, let's move on. Whatever is lovely, whatever is lovely, and here, this word lovely here only occurs here in the New Testament. It means what is pleasing, agreeable, and attractive. At times, we all find ourselves attracted to, what, to that which is evil. But this word must be taken into context, meaning that which is both pure and attractive. Um, let me put it in the context you guys will get it. I don't care how fine she is. If she ain't a Christian, she ain't lovely. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, I don't care how muscular he is. I don't care how many zeros are in his bank account. If he, if he, don't, if he doesn't feel God, he ain't attractive. I, I, I know I'm stepping on some toes, but, but, but I got to tell it like it is. I don't care how intellectual 
he or she is, if they are not pleasing God, they're not attractive. So, so, so that's what we have to look at. It, 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 because at the end of the day, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world if he loses his soul? So when we think about what's lovely, it goes back to what Jesus did on the cross. Because what Jesus did on the cross is to reconcile you and I to God. And that is, that gives us unrestricted access to God. And that is lovely. So, so it says that not, not, not only that, not only that, it says what is, of, what is admirable or good reputation. This is a compound word meaning to speak well of something. It refers to something that deservedly enjoys a good reputation. Most of us do the best we can to keep our good name. Right? To keep our good name. We, we, we don't go certain places. We don't do certain things. Because you don't want people to say, ain't she a church girl? You can't be a church girl and dress like a stripper. You can't be a church boy and behaves like a rapper. Not, at least not a Christian rapper, that is. You, 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 you can't be a church boy and want to be a thug. Well, well, let me say, not church boy. You can't be a church boy and be a thug, but you can't be a Christian and be a thug. It just doesn't, it's an oxymoron, right? It, it, it's, it's two things you're trying to mix that don't make no sense. Because when you are a Christian, your reputation is that of Christ. Because whatever you do, it's a reflection on who Jesus is. Whatever you say, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it how some of y'all say you're a Christian, but you can cuss like a sailor. It makes no sense. A good reputation. I mean, have you ever, you, you guys know how it is, when, 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 when people got a reputation, you, they're walking down the street, people say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now on social media, people just troll you, is that what, that's the term, right? They just troll, right, right, right? But, 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 but see, a good reputation is given to us by what Jesus done. It's not so much that your past, but because God took your past and gave you a present, therefore you can be like the Samaritan woman. I used to be this, but I met this man. He changed my reputation. I used to be a bad boy, but I met Jesus, and now I'm a church boy. I'm, I used to be a bad girl. I met Jesus, but now I'm a good girl. I, it's not so much about good based on what society says. It's good based on what Jesus has done. Then your reputation now becomes that of God. I tell my son this all the time. When he says, well, everybody's doing it, I'm like, what's your last name? He says, Tima. I said, what everybody else's last name? Uh-huh. Then guess what? Uh-huh. Because all I care about is the one that has the last name Tima. If your last name is Tima, there are certain things you can't do. If you carry the name Christian, there are certain things you just can't do. Because reputation matters. Now, it says this, anything praiseworthy. It says, now, 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 watch this. It's summing it up now. 
It says, think on anything of virtue. That's what it means, excellence. You know, the word excellence means moral virtue. Although it is a common Greek literature, it's common Greek literature, this is the only time Paul uses the word. Peter uses it as a quality of God, and thus, as the first quality we are to add to our faith. I don't get it how you call yourself Christian and mediocrity is in your DNA. Can, 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 I, can I keep it real? You can't be Christian and you're always late at your job. That's mediocre. God called you to be excellent. You can't be Christian and you have the intelligence to have good grades in school, but you're slacking off. It just doesn't make sense because God called you to excel because God is a God of excellence. I, I don't understand it how at your job you have the worst reputation, but yet you're a Christian. Doesn't make sense. Focus on me. All eyes on me. I don't get it how, I still say all eyes on me. I don't get it how you call yourself a Christian, but you are the one who's always late. You lie the most. Just at your job. No, no. Excellence. Do, do you know if we as Christians really inject ourselves into society, we would have a society with excellence. There are some people that say that they rather hire non-Christian than Christians. Because Christians just don't live up to Paul. Can I say, can I look at you, those of you um, of, of, of 1804, that country in the Caribbean, you cannot carry a mentality where mediocrity is accepted. God has done way too much for you. God has taken you too far for you to just live in mediocrity. Excellence. That's what God requires from you. Watch this. And it says, anything praiseworthy. Praiseworthy. Um, um, praise. That, 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 that word praise is both what is word for praiseworthy in God and in people. Of course, every attribute and deed of God is praiseworthy. And we should daily think about how great God is, how marvelous he is. This is what it says, marvelous, marvelous. He has done marvelous things. And, and see, when you think about what God has done, and sometimes you just got to start dancing and praising and say, hallelujah. Because some of y'all remember where you were, how far God has taken you from. See, see, that's why every now and then you need to go back to where you came from. See, some of our kids never really understand what it is that they get to enjoy now. But they get to enjoy what they get to enjoy because of what grandpa and grandma did. Grandma and grandpa took a banana boat. No, you're laughing. They risked their lives. They fled oppression. And they came to America, some of them via Bahamas. Listen, listen to me, you, 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 you youngins. Via Bahamas. And, and then they came here in a country that they didn't know nobody, no language. They got humiliated. 
They get cheated, beaten. And daddy. And some of us, we came here, we were born here. Some of us, we came here when we were two, three, five years old. And we are American, praise God, right? And then our, our kids think that whatever it is, that is, they open the fridge, it's like my birthright, like, right? And, but whoa, 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 whoa. They don't think. They don't know the sacrifice that has been made as to why today they get to live where they live. They get to live how they live. And part of that is because grandma and grandpa sacrifice. So for those of you young kids today, when you go see your grandma and grandpa today, give them a big hug and big and say, thank you. Because you know why? You say, thank God first and thank them. Because that's something that is praiseworthy. But Paul didn't stay there. Paul, now, now see, Paul framed how you're supposed to think. But now it says this. In verse 9, the first part, you realize that discipleship is essential. And here you're seeing the necessity of discipleship. Watch what Paul says. I put it on the screen. It's so easy. I, I told you the last two points was going to be very, very, very easy. Paul said this, what you have learned and re or received or heard from me or seen in me, put them into practice. This is a simple way, right? What you've heard... And, and, and receive what you learn and receive, that's Paul's teaching. In other words, for you to learn and receive, somebody got to teach you. That's Paul's teaching. And this is for the discipleship. Watch this, watch this. Paul teach and they receive. And we need to become a discipleship church. We need to become a discipleship making ministry. Watch this. There's a teaching. You guys, there's teaching here on Sunday. There's on Wednesday. Oh, this Friday coming, we're having um, um, the gathering. At the doors are open at 7 o'clock. But, but watch this. Watch this. It's not just what you learn or received, but it's also what you've heard, um, it's what you've heard and seen. For you to hear and see, you got to be near. Some of y'all don't want discipleship because you don't want to be near or to be seen. Discipleship requires both teaching and life on life. That's where the conduct comes in. Life on life. And, and, and listen, it is my greatest wish. It, 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 is, it is my heart as a pastor. It, it is my heart it, it, to see that we are a discipleship-making church, a discipleship-making ministry where, where, where the young lady who may not have somebody in her life, not just a mentor, but somebody who is teaching, also somebody that they can do life with. The young men... Same thing. We need discipleship. And Paul said to them, for you not to worry, not only how you think, but how you live. And how you live, don't just live in any kind of way. No, no. From what you've seen for me. In other words, just like Michael Jordan, come and fly with me. 
Come and fly with me. I said this before. Uh, um, LeBron James, wherever he goes, everybody goes there because they're trying to win championship. But, but, but see, with Jesus, we, we, when we find good people, good Christian people, who knows the Bible, who's able to teach the Bible, who's, you see how they live, you see how they treat their wives, how they treat their husband, how they treat their children, you want to be around these people. Trust me, the people on social media, they ain't real. You know why they're not real? Because you can see them. What you see is edited pictures of their lives. No, no. You need to be able to see somebody's lives, their struggle, their lives. Because discipleship requires a transparency that social media does not give. I, I know I can get no help, but that's all right. See, see that's why... Paul said, what you've learned from me. So, so who is mentoring you? Who is discipling you? Are you discipling others? See, see, you, you know what, you know what, what, what the goal is? And, and, and I, 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 share, I share this clearly with the church. I want to see the young married men be discipled by the older married men. And I want to see the, old, the, the young married men disciple the young adult men. I want to see the young adults, men discipling the, 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 the youth, the teenagers. I want to see the teenagers discipling the children. I want to see the older women discipling the young married women. I want to see the young married women discipling the young adult women. I want to see the young adults women discipling the youth young ladies. I want to see the youth discipling the children. If we do this, we will change this community for eternity. For us, for this to take place, you have to be heard and be seen. People can teach, you can receive from anybody, but you got to be here. You got to be with somebody to do life. We have to do life together. Watch this. Not only your thought matters. Not only that discipleship is essential, lastly, peace is guaranteed. Upon doing all this, watch what the last part of the verse says. I'm going to read the whole thing, but you get this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned from or, or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and conjunction. And what? The peace of God will be with you. Remember what I was in the beginning, how I concluded verse 7? It was the promise that if we pray about everything, the peace will guard our hearts and mind. Now here, again, Paul concludes with the promise that if we think and live according to these things and make our day-to-day -day decisions based on what the scripture says, the peace of God will be with us and the peace of God will be in us and the God of peace will be with us. What more can you ask for? For the peace of God to be with you. 
That's why for the peace of God to be with you, I feel like preaching right here, for the peace of God to be with you, you must first receive the grace of God. That's why you said grace and peace be with you. Because if you have not received the, peace, the grace of God, you're not going to receive the peace of God. You're going to receive the war from God. Because you're going to be an enemy of God. See, for you to receive the grace of God is for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. See, see, that's where the grace comes in. When you get grace, you get peace. The peace will be in us and the peace of God will be with us. I'm done. I'm done. Well, Pastor Perry, how do I, how do I obey Paul's teaching? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Put it up. You can, you can put it up. Spring cleaning. Today, spring, spring forward, right? Spring cleaning. Um, you have to declutter. You have to declutter. There's some junk, some, some stuff you've been listening, watching. They got to go. Um, I, I, I'm being practical here. If you know, um, you know, all those TV shows you watch, all the wives of something, something, you, I mean, you know the stars' names. You, you know the, which boyfriend they have this week. If you know all that, and you don't even know how to find the book of Ezra in the Bible, we need some spring cleaning. Somebody say it with me, spring cleaning. If you can binge watch those shows on Netflix and on Prime, and on Hulu, and on Voodoo. Yeah. Uh-huh. On, 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 on Disney Plus. What's the CBS one? Paramount Plus. And y'all know, you pay a streaming fee for all of them, or your friend give you the password. Y'all know what I'm giving. Preach, Pastor, preach. If you know all these shows... But you don't know your Bible. You don't know how to navigate your way through the book of God. You don't know how to go in the Bible for you to think. Spring cleaning. Spring cleaning needs to take place. Um, second thing. Uh, listen. Y'all know most of you all got Apple phones. Um, daily intake of God's word. It's a good thing, and I, know, and I know some of you said, you know, I need to think and clear my mind. Let me tell you something. You need to think on the word of God to clear your mind. Does that make sense? Um, if I'm trying to think away from God's word, I'm just thinking. But if I am thinking through God's word, I'm thinking on what is true. So therefore, now I'm intaking the truth of God into my system. So therefore, now I have to be somebody who is telling the truth. If I am thinking of what is pure, of what is lovely, I have now to behave in such because purity is where I belong. Purity of thoughts, purity of actions, purity of words, because now I am imparting into myself what God requires of me. 
So I need to do a daily intake. I, 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 I said this before, and, and, and every sermon from this church is available on all major podcasts, platforms. There's some other good preachers, you know, the likes of Tony Evans and so on and so forth. You listen to. It's good. But make no mistake about it. You can't be putting garbage in and then you are neglecting God's word and then you think that your life's going to be in balance. No, it's not. Some of you right now, if I would have said, put your playlist on Spotify and the back to be showing up here, you'd be embarrassed. Because not only it's filthy songs, but you know clearly you shouldn't be listening to those songs. And, and no wonder some of, some of us, ooh, I wish I had time. Some of us, we are listening to things that says, treat women this way, uh, um, talk to them that way, and you wonder why you talk to women the way that you talk to them. You, 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 you wonder why you talk to men the way that you do, but watch what you're listening to. What, what you're listening to say, well, they're all dogs. Then you, you treat them like they're all dogs. But, but whoa, whoa, watch out, watch out. That's a holy man of God right there. He may not come in the shape and size that you want, but I have no reason for you to disrespect them with the men of God. But if all you're listening to is things that, whoo, I'm, I'm, I'm done here. I'm, I'm really done this, this time. I made a decision last year to stop watching CNN and Fox News. I did, I did, I did. I made a decision, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, ask David Clevens, they know. They are my witness. Can I get a witness? Right, my wife knows too. I, I, listen, I stopped listening. You know why? The more that I intake Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, the more upset that I've become the more angry that I get. And I said, wait a minute. Fox News and the truth. CNN and the truth. MSNBC and the truth. Why do they have so much impact on how my day goes? But I said, you know what? Forget CNN. Forget Fox News. Forget MSNBC. I'm going to go back to what I know is the truth. I'm going to intake myself every day with the Word of God. I'm going to let the Word of God dictate how the day is going to be. Not what Hannity said. Not what Anderson Cooper said. But what God says. Too many of us, we got some junk nonsense that dictate how we live. But can I tell you something? Think on the Word of God. Get an intake of that. You know, you know, you know something? You say, Pastor Perry, a more practical way. You know, do, do me a favor. Go to, go, go to, go to your, um, what, what's the, uh, um, go on Amazon. Uh, what's the, the, the tablet, uh, um, the, the Kindle. Get, get your Kindle books, whatever. Read some Christian biographies about some Christian people. Like some, 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 some sense of old. You would, you learn Go, go read something about Sojourner Truth. Go read something about Rosa Parks. Go read something about Dr. King. Go read something about... Because there you find good literature that you are reading that's now also helping you shape your mind, giving you a, clear, a, 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 a good sense of how you're supposed to be on top of the Word of God. You do that every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow up. 
See this, the word of, get your phone, serve an application, get your phone out, get your phone out, girl. everybody, get your phone out, serve an application, get your phone out. Google, go onto your, um, your podcast platform, I'm, I'm being honest, I'm, I'm, we, we, we're done, go onto your podcast, podcast platform, put the word of truth, put the word of truth, you're going to see Pastor Clevel, Pastor LaRose, Pastor Mito, Fred Abner, Pastor Perry, Pastor David. You're going to see all that. You're going to see all that. Guess what? Do me a favor. Subscribe to all of them. Then you have no excuse not to listen to the word of God. Because whenever an episode pop up, like tonight, sometime tonight you're going to get a ding. It's going to be a new uh, um, episode that pop up this sermon today. So because you need to intake and impart God's word into your life. You don't want to you you want to quit worrying then you need to be praying properly as we saw last week then we need to make sure that our thinking is being done right not according to culture but according to the word of God and we need to make sure that we are living in true discipleship not only that we are receiving and learning but we are also seeing and hearing so we need to be partnering. I'm imploring you. We need to do this so that we can grow truly as a community. Would you mind pray with me? Father, we thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for reminding us that our thinking and our living matters. And Lord, you don't just leave it up to us to figure it out. You tell us exactly what we need to do. Father, I pray for every person in the sound of my voice, whether it be here or virtually, that they would take into practice what they've heard today. Bless us, O Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.